0: week eight, unbelievable finishes, controversial calls, and upsets with college football playoff implications. Welcome back to Prospects 101, the show where we break down football prospects from all levels, high school prospects, college transfers, college recruiting, NFL prospects. And the NFL draft. As always, Prospects 101 is brought to you by Blue Wire Pods and Bet Online. As always, you can interact with Prospects 101 on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's at Prospects 101 Pod. As always, the crew is here. Full man show. We got all three of us back in the saddle, joined always by Brandon Pastel, Kenny Keller. What a day yesterday, fellas. What a weekend,
2: man. <laughs> Big 10 and Mountain West come back. We have some great games. Like just I loved it. And we had more football on. And yesterday, what did I do? At 10:30 p.m. Eastern time, I turned on the San Diego State game. Football after dark is back. I love it.
1: Guess you know what I found out is life is a game of inches and so is football.
0: Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, well, I I would call it centimeters. I mean, that that <laughs> we're, we're I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit as we we got into it yesterday, but you know, the the Penn State game and that ending was something that I haven't cool. really seen before. Um I mean, you're talking centimeters and, you know, I think we're you know, I I wouldn't say we're on opposite sides of the coin, but I felt like they got completely hosed um, I don't know how you can call that a touchdown. I get the call in the field was a touchdown. I still think there was enough to over- overturn it, but t- I tell you what, Tom Allen ne- better not go within a hundred miles of state college. <laughs> or He might end up in a body bag somewhere. <laughs> now, he is not a popular man in that part of the country. All right, guys, let me get into some scores from yesterday. Uh, again, action packed day with the big 10 and the uh, mountain West back. So, uh, first Friday night Wisconsin takes care of business gets revenge 45 to 7 over Illinois dominated early and often. Northwestern takes care of Maryland Maryland pretty awful we'll get into them later Northwestern beats them 43 to 3. LSU really lays the hammer on South Carolina 52 to 24 this one kind of took me back. I thought that L- I thought it'd be a lot closer than it was Texas Tech, takes care of West Virginia, 34-27. Notre Dame really showed up against Pitt, number three, being the third-ranked team in the country, beats Pitt, 45-3. Penn State, as we see it, gets upset by Indiana, 36-35 in overtime. Texas takes care of business against Baylor, 27-16. Iowa State, Oklahoma, that was a big matchup in the Big 12. Oklahoma State beats Iowa State, 24-21. Backdoor score really got Kenny irked yesterday, uh, but it happens. Bama takes care of business against Tennessee, 48-17. Coastal Carolina, the fighting Kenny Kellers, take care of business, (laughs) 28-14, and one of their biggest games of the season, UNC-NC State, a rare battle where they're both ranked, but UNC takes care of business, 48-21. Cincinnati, number ninth ranked. The Cincinnati Bearcats takes care of business against SMU, 42-13. And maybe, well, before I get to it, Michigan also completely dominated Minnesota in all three phases of the game, 49-24. And maybe the biggest game of the day, at least the biggest game on this podcast, Wake Forest upsets the 19th-ranked Virginia Tech Hokies, 23-16. to 16. Quick reactions about what happened yesterday, fellas.
1: I don't even want to go into that last comment. But I will say I think Wisconsin has found their quarterback in Graham Mertz. This quarterback went 20 for 21, 248 yards, and five TDs. And honestly, that should have been a perfect 21 for 21. The guy dropped the ball. That being said, Wisconsin might be the real deal because they haven't had a quarterback Really, with this type of talent I, that I can ever remember, Jalen Waddell, I am sorry to hear and sorry to see you sucks, break your man. ankle. I mean, that, that just sucks. sucks. Having a phenomenal year this year. Absolutely. Like, number one and number two in most categories across the receiving board. Breaks his ankle, most likely out for the year. Uh, but he's still going to be a you know, first or second round pick in next year's draft. Uh, Ole Miss, can not they can't find a way to win the game. They just can't do it. They just cannot find a way to win the game. They're in it in every single game. It's just what they're winning for right now. Just unbelievable. Tylua. Is not Tua. He sucks. Uh, and so I was looking at this the other day or yesterday. I don't know if Army can play an easier schedule. They have played Middle Tennessee State, <laughs> UL Monroe, Abilene Christian, the Citadel, UTSA, and Mercer. Those are their Ws. And then the one tough game they played was Cincinnati. And, they, of course, they lost that game. Just unbelievable that Army had, you know, they rolled out a schedule like this. And then, because nobody would play
0: them, though. I mean, well, and, and, that's kind of Army's deal. It's the same, you know. Navy has the has the luck of being in a conference.
2: Well, in Army, you remember Army got Army got kind of hosed because they're an independent. So a lot of their schedule went away because all the non-conference games went away for a lot of for a lot of these conferences. So they're basically doing what BYU's doing and they're piecing a schedule along as they go. Like, hey, we'll take anybody who will play us because we want to play. Um, but hey, it worked out for them because they just accepted a bowl bid. To the Independence Bowl. They're I know, I Pac- saw that. They're going to play a Pac 12 team in the Independence Bowl. So they're already bull eligible. Oh my man? God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: I love Unbelievable. it. Love it. <laughs> love <laughs> I'll take it. Some sports. Play Mercer, UTSA. Get out of here. But to finish <laughs> it up, Penn State loses a nail biter. Ohio State pulls away from Nebraska in the second half. And, and Michigan looked good. I mean, that's, that's the biggest news that I saw yesterday. Um, it it, but the biggest is obviously the Penn State game. I mean, that game Penn State, they should have won. Devin Ford should have took a knee, uh a yard prior to the goal line and just iced it right there. Instead, they gave the ball back to one of the most dynamic and one of the one of the QBs in the country that has just straight ice in his veins. <laughs> right now to come back and and beat Penn State really single-handedly those last uh last 5 minutes and then an overtime for Indiana. So, big time, big time weekend.
2: Yeah. It was my favorite weekend of the season so far, because like Glessner said, Wake Forest beat a ranked Virginia Tech team. Boom! It was amazing. It was a great weekend. Personally, for me, I was excited. This is kind of like, this is the game I've had circled on my calendar all year, like every year when they play Virginia Tech, this is a huge game for me. You know, oh, oh, here's the Wake Forest was playing in the house all night last night. It was a great night, but... Overall, yeah, Pascal, I agree, man. You know, I think Wisconsin definitely found their quarterback. Um, I, I want to see a little bit more. You know, it was against Illinois. Illinois lost a lot on defense last year from a team that went six and six. It was bowl eligible. They were decent last year, but they did lose a lot. So I'd like to see him repeat that. But at first glance, it looks like they might have the, the real deal. And remember, he was a big recruit. It's not like this guy was you know, some walk-on or anything like that. This was a, a high four-star recruit for Wisconsin. So, excited to see what Graham Mertz can do uh, moving forward. Plus, I thought you touched on it. LSU going out and dominating South Carolina was really surprising to me. I thought yeah. I, I thought this had the makings of a game where, with my, especially with Miles Brennan being out, that, you know, it was going to be like 52 to like 50 or, you know, 40 to 39. I did not expect – a LSU's defense to step up, or really LSU to score 52 points. So that was impressive and a good rebound, uh, an answer for Coach Owen company. Uh, the Indiana game, fantastic! I mean, what a game, back and forth all game. You know, Tom Allen goes for two, goes for the win on the road in Penn State. I mean, that was the right call. You know, you're you're on the road against a top 10 team, and you're in double overtime. You can only go toe to toe for so long against those teams before they finally. Put you down for the count. So he went for the jugular and controversially. Yeah, he they, they ruled it. A, a, the two point conversion successful. I, I can see both sides to argument. I think whichever way it was ruled, it was going to have to stay that way. I just didn't think there was enough to overturn it, in my opinion. And then, um, you know, what a shame. UVA has no offense. Just uh, – what a shame because Dude, that defense Their offense is, stinks. Their offense yeah, – their they defense do is stink, so coach. good. I mean, they held Miami to 19 points yesterday. They flummoxed them on defense. Like, they – they, and they just have no offense. I that mean, That quarterback awful. like he
1: was shot-putting the ball. I was – I texted Kenny at one point. I was like, they just look so unathletic. Like, this offense looks unathletic. It is unbelievable because their defense, to your point, Kenny, is solid. They have solid dudes on all three levels on that team. But, yeah.
2: that, that, oh, man, that offense got awful. That's so bad. One of the worst in the country. And to wrap it up, Cincinnati, man, their defense is for real. That that defense has Sunday talent littered throughout that whole, that whole defense, man. I'm very impressed with Cincinnati. Big first test, a big first win. Although, I did say last week SMU was my biggest fraud in the top 25. I still stand by that. But Cincinnati – you got to hammer even fraudulent teams, and they did forty-two thirteen. So they're continued on, and uh, that, that that Tulsa date looms. That's the big game, in my opinion.
0: That's right. <laughs> I, 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 I'll touch a, on a couple things that you guys um, said. I, I don't think it could be kind of stated enough. Um, I feel super bad for Jalen Waddell. He was having an outstanding season, and you know I've said it a couple times on the podcast, and I'll probably kind of continue to say it. It's the best Alabama offense we've ever seen. Um, and, and I'll I'll argue anybody on that. Best receiving core, best offensive line. Uh, I, it could be debated the best running back. Um, and and I, I could see Mac Jones end up having a better season than Tua ever had. So um, it, it sucks because I think that Alabama – I even think without Jalen uh, Waddell, they'll be fine because they got dudes there that can fill that spot. But I would like to see with Jalen uh, Waddell in there um, in a national championship against Clemson um, and, and what Clemson would have to do on defense to even be competitive in that game because um, I have my doubts whether they would be or not. Um, so I think that one was interesting. Um, Kenny, you touched on it. I feel bad for Penn State. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I still think they got hosed. Uh, I, I, I kind of saw it from the beginning. It was like, I don't know if that's a score – I think that when you take screenshots, it's there. I I get it. It's tough to overturn it, but I don't think it was a score. Uh, Michigan. um, Guys, when's the last time Michigan put up 49 points? Like a Michigan offense. I mean, that offense has been atrocious since Jim Harbaugh has been there. So um, interesting to see that. I think, you know, I'll get into Minnesota a little bit later. You know, those are a couple things that I saw that that kind of uh, stood out to me yesterday. But let's get into some uh, stock market risers and fallers. Uh, Kenny and Pastel, who are some guys that you felt really improved their draft stock yesterday?
2: Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Yeah, I I thought Brees Hall, running back from Iowa State, looked phenomenal again. This week. And it's and kind of a guy. I've watched a lot of Iowa State football this year just because they played in some pretty big games. And every week he does something like really well. And so I kept I kept kind of pushing him off. I said, well, let me see if he can repeat it. Let me see if he can repeat it. Let me see if he can repeat it. <clears throat> and he has been absolutely phenomenal yesterday. No different. 20 carries, 185 yards, 9.3 yards a carry, one touchdown. You argue, why did you throw the ball 34 times with Brock Purdy when you had Brees Hall averaging 10 yards a carry? against Oklahoma State, they probably would have won the game. But, I mean, he's 6'1", 200 pounds. He runs physical. He's got breakaway speed. He had a 70-yard touchdown run yesterday. I'm just very impressed with how he looks. If he keeps this up, he's going to play himself into that top five running back conversation. Um, I just, like I said, just love the way he runs. Such a physical runner. Um, My next guy, David Bell, the wide receiver at Purdue. You know, a lot of hype is given to Rondell Moore, and, and and rightfully so, but he was out yesterday, so David Bell had to step up. They, what did Purdue? They went in uh, and won. They beat an Iowa team 24-20, and David Bell had 13 catches, 121 yards, and three touchdowns. I mean, he was their entire offense yesterday, and, and, they st- and, and Iowa knew it, and they still couldn't stop him. So really excited to see him continue picking up where he left off from a fantastic freshman season last year. Next guy, uh, I watched a lot of this game. I know Pastel and I were texting back and forth a ton about it. Jarrell White, linebacker from Cincinnati, was all over the field yesterday. 13 total tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss, a quarterback hurry, one pass defended. I mean, he was just everywhere yesterday on a stacked Cincinnati Bearcat defense. He looked like the alpha male out there, had a really good game. Uh, next guy I saw who who I thought did really well yesterday, I watched a little bit of this game too, and I alluded to it earlier just a couple of minutes ago, was Charles Snowden, edge rusher at a, at the a University of Virginia. Man, he was making plays and in the backfield all game yesterday. Three and a half tackles for loss, one pass defended, one sack, eight total tackles. I mean, you every time I looked up, he was involved in a play in the backfield and, and really was doing his best to keep that – potent Miami offense at bay, which they did. They only held them to ni- – they only gave up 19 points. You know, if Virginia had an offense, they probably would have ran away with that game. So Charles Snowden, hats off, looked really, really dominant yesterday against a good uh, Miami team and a borderline top-ten Miami team. The um, next guy was Glusner's boy, who Glus highlighted him as a player to watch before on our preview show, and that's Shaka Toney.
0: Shaka Tony sh- was a stud yesterday.
2: He looked great, man. Two sacks, two tackles for losses, seven total tackles, one quarterback hurry was, was, was a big reason why Michael Penix was not comfortable at all in the pocket yesterday. Just looked really, really, really good. And my last guy who – I just want to give him a special shout-out. I <laughs> just want to give him a special shout-out because he's, he's not really a prospect, but he's a walk-on true freshman from my home state just up the road from me and that's Nick Anderson a defensive back at of Wake Forest who had three interceptions yesterday against Virginia Tech including the game sealer at the end of the game just absolute phenomenal performance like I said this kid has walked on as a true freshman and he had 11 solo 11 total tackles yesterday three interceptions and he's been doing it all year gonna be on scholarship come spring I love it go Deeks He'll probably transfer to Virginia Tech later, don't worry.
1: But I got to say, I am sorry, Rondell Moore. I'm pretty sure I just jinxed you as I made an Instagram uh, photo of him Friday saying he can't catch COVID. It's supposed to be you know, a metaphor of him being so fast, and it was like him stiff-arming COVID, and then it comes out like, I don't know, what was it, Kenny, eight hours later that he was going to miss the game for –
2: they, yeah, they said reasons. yeah, unspecified unbelievable. reasons <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable past though. Yeah, we don't I don't want to I don't want to spread misinformation. I don't want to say he had covid, but they, they they didn't announce why he missed the game and right. they immediately said he'd be back next week. So it was very either he had an illness or it was just something very yeah. weird. So I took it down strange. from the
1: took it down from the page. But if that Good was call. the case, I am I am sorry, Rondell Moore. <laughs> I owe you one. I owe you a beer sometime. But as far as my risers, Khalil Shakir, this guy, I hyped him up this past week. I hyped him up in previous previews. He did nothing to to make me think differently about him. This guy is the next Justin Jefferson. This guy is all over the place. He had seven uh, receptions, 123 yards, two TDs. He also had 34 yards rushing on three carries. And his, his longest carry was only like 12 yards. He was just getting 10 yards at a time after another. I mean, this guy is just so dynamic for that Boise State offense. Uh, so I'm I extremely excited to see what he does um, this whole year. And I, I just – I can't see him going into his senior year. Like he's going to declare for the NFL draft after this. The next guy, Jake Ferguson. You finally get a quarterback at Wisconsin, right? So you're going to now be able to throw to a tight end and stretch the field. And that's what they did in that game. And Jake Ferguson was the benefic- beneficiary of that. I mean, he had seven receptions uh, for 72 yards and three TDs as a tight end in Wisconsin's offense. I think this guy is big time. He's a junior. Uh, but I-, I can definitely see him starting to rise on the on the boards. The last guy I want to highlight is Tyson Falk, the middle linebacker from Rutgers. Yes, Ruckers because one they actually won a game, big <laughs> two, win for them yesterday. <laughs> they actually the won a Huge Big Ten win. game, <laughs> like and this guy was probably one of the, the the reasons why. I mean he's a senior, he was one of their most highly talented prospects, you know, four years ago as a four-star linebacker. But he had 12 tackles, four solo, two tackle for losses. If you've, and remember last year he led or he was third in the Big Ten in total tackles. So this guy has a history of being a good linebacker, but now you start seeing those pressures come. you start seeing those tackle for losses and. If Rutgers can be anywhere as good as what they they were, you know, yesterday, like they might squeeze out a few more wins, and I think this guy is the big reason why they might do so on defense.
0: Yeah, huge win for that Rutgers program and Greg Schiano. Um, you know, Schiano's second time around here. at Rutgers sees see what what's going to happen, but, um, <clears throat> I mean, who saw them beat Michigan State yesterday? Which I have my own beef. I, I think that Mel Tucker by Michigan's, that, I think that hire is going to come back and and bite them. I don't know. I wasn't really a big fan of his at Colorado. So I don't know how that's going to work, but interesting there. Uh, Just like we have Risers talk about some uh, guys where their stock actually probably fell yesterday. Uh, So, Kenny, why don't we start with you? What are three guys that are – or two guys that really stood out that, you know, really felt like didn't perform very well yesterday and kind of really hurt their NFL
2: draft stock? The wait is finally over. Football is back. My soul cries out hallelujah. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. Yeah, uh, so for me, <clears throat> Brock Purdy. You know, this guy was talked about as a borderline. You know, could play himself into a day one pick, and then you know we were like, okay, well, in reality, he could be a day two pick, second round pick. I don't think he's either right now. He's had such a ho hum season. What did he do yesterday? Nineteen for thirty four, one hundred and sixty two yards, four point eight yards in attempt, Ooh. one touchdown, one interception. I mean, he's just looked so plain Jane vanilla all season. His average per attempt is down last year from 8.4 to 6.8 in attempt. His completion percentage is down from 65 to 61. So not only is he attempting safer and and theoretically easier to complete passes, but he's completing less of them. He just does not look good. I, I, I just, I'm very disappointed in his performance this year, you know, especially, you know, what he building off of what he did his freshman season going into his sophomore year last year. But at this point, I I think Brock Purdy needs to stay another year because he's going to need to rehab his stock. I I think it's a mistake if he comes out this year. He is falling out of the day one and day two quarterback conversation for me personally. Uh, Another guy who I thought really hurt his stock yesterday after, after starting the season so unbelievably hot was Matt Corral. You know, last week he had six interceptions, awful game. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to kill the guy a little bit on the, on the show, but I'm not going to totally crush him. And then what does he do against Auburn? He goes out, throws in another two picks, and just doesn't look good at quarterback to the point where, um, you know, you got Ole Miss fans clamoring for John Reese Plumley again. So just an just a overall bad performance for Matt Corral in a game they could have won, um, which, by the way, and this is a little ad lib, you know who else has fallen in my opinion? SEC officials. They bailed out Auburn again twice. yesterday. This is twice now. Did you a load see of crap. that? Yes. The guy. The, for anybody who doesn't know, the, on a on a kickoff, Ole Miss kicks the ball off, and the in the and the Auburn punter totally muffs it, like it hits off his fingers, goes into the end zone. He doesn't run after it. Ole Miss recovers it. They rule it a touchback, and then they didn't even review it when it clearly showed it hit his hand. That was a touchdown.
1: That was a touchdown. Like, touchdown. Ole Miss.
2: <clears throat> absolutely incredible. Auburn giving another victory. By SEC officials. I'm out on SEC officials. I hope they're not in the they're not one of the independent officials um, calling the playoff this year. They've, they been, stink, an absolute, coach. they've they been a catastrophe. Stink. They've been terrible. <clears throat> and then my last you know, stock market fallers, Michigan State's defense. Woof. You give up thirty-eight points to Rutgers, who hasn't won a <laughs> conference game in twenty-one games. Get out of here. Michigan State stinks. They're awful. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I I tell you what, though, uh, stats are deceiving. And that's why the more and more I look at this tight end from SMU, Kylin Granson, I think, okay, he's always putting up these numbers. I mean, he had 68 yards yesterday versus uh, Cincinnati, a very obviously well-renowned defense in college football, four receptions. But this is probably the first game I've watched SMU from start to finish. And this guy had like five drops. I mean it was he had probably more drops than he had receptions. It was unbelievable. So yeah, I guess when you get targeted, you know, twelve times a game and, and you end up with seventy yards and four receptions, it looks okay. But really like, I I was not impressed with Colin Grant's to the tight end out of SMU when I used to think he was probably a second third round pick. I you just can't have that many drops. Uh and you could tell he got a little nervous going over the middle, which I guess I would be too against that defense. The next guy this guy reminds me a lot of Brock Purdy, uh, Tanner Morgan, the quarterback out of uh, Minnesota. He, he had, stinks, Coach. Yeah, I mean, he, knew last year was, he was such a fraud. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I think he, he had 197 yards, TD, and interception. Michigan brought the pressure on him. I mean, they, I mean, they brought the house on him every single game. So if you can't, you know, scheme around that, get the ball out quickly, like, yeah, you're going to struggle, and he did. And when you're playing from behind the way they were, it, there's just not a lot of success that can happen when, uh, for Tanner Morgan in that men, Minnesota offense. So I think, yeah, he didn't look sh- great. He looked uh, erratic. I mean, me and Kenny were watching this and talking about it yesterday. Like, he was overthrowing some balls. He was, he just wasn't looking sharp. He had some nice balls, but that probably is a product of, you know, having Bateman as your receiver because that dude's a stud, by the way. He still had yeah. some yards. He looked and, good yesterday. Um, but Tanner Morgan just didn't look sharp. I'm not going to say he's, he, he's fallen that much. I just, I, It just sucks from the first game. He looked very erratic, more or less. All right, and then Hendon Hooker. I mean, I was just not impressed with him at all. He was 17 for 33, 223 yards, a TD, three picks, a 49.7 QBR. And just watching it, he was so inaccurate. I mean, so inaccurate. I don't care he had 98 yards rushing. I don't care that he makes that offense, I guess, more dynamic than Burmeister. If you can't throw the football, especially when you're down in games, I mean, we've got to find another quarterback there that can, that can get us out of these these ruts. Because we just can't run the ball, you know, 50 times a game and expect to beat everybody, especially when you're playing down for most of the game. And with Hendon Hooker not being able to throw consistently, like that's that's going to be Achilles heel of Virginia Tech for the rest of this year. So I, I'm down on Hendon Hooker right now, but we got we got to figure that out for Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech's quarterback situation
0: seems to be very dicey. Um, all right, guys, let me give you let me give you a, uh, three. Three guys or units that that stunk up the place yesterday in my He Stinks Coach segment. Giving up 250 yards of rushing, close to 500 yards of total offense to Michigan. Michigan has been terrible on offense since Jim Harbaugh's been there. And Minnesota basically let Michigan do whatever they want. That game was over from the start. Minnesota's defense... They stink, Coach. They are not good, and they better get it together or they're going to be very lackluster in the Big 12 or in the Big 10. <clears throat> Another guy who like stinks on ice, uh, one, I think Pitt stinks in general. I think they're awful, and they they had to been the biggest fraud starting out 4-0 or whatever they were. But Joey Yellen, their quarterback yesterday, went 12 for 33 with three picks, Whoa. no touchdowns, and a QBR of 20. He stinks on ice, terrible. I mean, I, you know what? I think Pitt is the most overrated football program in the country, and if you <laughs> lose to Pitt, you stink too. I mean, you are they—they're terrible. Um, and then my last—he stinks, coach Talia Tongavailoa. A lot of hype, get transferred to Maryland, Mike Loxley, all of that. Not only does Maryland get dominated, but Talia also stinks, coach. 94 yards of passing, three picks. Maryland's total offensive output yesterday, 205 yards, and he had a QBR of 28. (laughs) Maryland, you know what? They they stink, Coach. They're terrible. What I really want is a – like a – you know we have bowl games for really good teams. I want a bowl game for really bad teams. The toilet a bowl. With bowl. <laughs> I want I want a toilet bowl. I want an 18 style playoff. I have like Syracuse, Maryland. Um, who? What other uh, uh, really? Vanderbilt. Kansas has got to be in there. All really bad P5 programs. They're the only ones that are eligible. Maryland may win that because they
1: state coats.
0: They're terrible.
1: I tell you what, though, their, their backup, LeGondre, he's a true freshman there, a wrestler freshman, one of the two, he came in and went four for four and threw for, like, 50 yards. Like, he was the best sign of any type of offense they had on that team. So watch out for him taking uh, Talia's job maybe sooner than later. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: 205 yards of the total offense, not going to get it done. I can tell you that. They
1: ain't going to win. I tell you,
0: Maryland may not win a game this year. Um, I actually thought that they could have been competitive in the north uh, um, against Northwestern. Nope. Um, but not at all. All right, guys, got some rapid fire for you. Current uh, Heisman vote after week eight.
1: Zach Wilson.
2: I'm all in. I'm all in on the BYU. Train. I'm all in on the Mormon Johnny Manziel. Let's go. <laughs>
1: they don't play anybody. That's the that's the bad part for them. I don't I'm gonna care.
2: go. He's he's electric to watch.
1: I'm gonna go Najee Harris. This guy has almost 600 yards rushing already. 14 TDs. That is unbelievable right now. Yeah, it
0: was between uh Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence for me. I like Najee Harris. I've watched a lot of his touchdowns. A lot of his touchdowns are basically a yard or two out. I think that team goes as Mac Jones goes. Mac Jones has looked so good. Looks like Joe Burrow out there. I'm going Mac Jones is is, is my Heisman vote. Uh oh, Joe Burrow, dang, that's a
2: statement <laughs> right there. Man.
0: He he is looking stay so it, good out there. Say it with your chest. That's <laughs> it, man. Uh, most fraudulent undefeated team in the top 25.
2: Oklahoma State. I just they they won. I mean they're winning, so you can't say much too much about them. But they're winning ugly, and I I, I think they're just benefactors of being in the Big 12.
1: Yeah. I, I don't trust Texas A&M. I don't trust Jimbo Fisher. I don't trust Kellen Mond. Yeah. Yes, well, they they're not undefeated, undefeated either. Oh, this is undefeated. I think just uh, most fraudulent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, you can do most fraudulent team in the top top 25. That's fine. Yeah, I'm going yeah, go Texas cool. A&M then because cool. I don't think they're a top 10 team. I mean, and, and yeah. we're going to see it, but they're going to lose two more two more games yeah. this year. I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I think everybody in the
0: Big 12 is a fraud. So I'm going to Oklahoma State as well. I. I, I yeah. I. I have been very unimpressed at Chubba Hubbard, and I think he is going to be a day two, now a day three pick with the season that he's having. He's looked terrible. Wow, um, goal goal a terrible today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, 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 am I wrong? He has looked awful this season. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I mean, every game he's that he's supposed to come out and play big, it's it's three yards in a cloud of dust. I feel like I haven't seen big plays. There's no explosiveness, and that Oklahoma State offense, not
1: very good either. I will say he had a good game yesterday. I mean, he ripped off 34 okay. mean, like 30, 40 I, I, not yards. A, not a day he, one or day two game, though. And that's not what day one, out day out two, two of, picks do. Well, I agree with you, Kenny. Yeah, I agree with you, Gillespie. You've got to do it more consistently. Like, yeah. I mean, but they finally had Sanders back at quarterback, and you, you kind of just show like, more of a balanced offense, shows what he can do. Because I think he had 140 yards rushing, like, he looked good yesterday, but that's the first time that whole offense has been back yeah, together.
2: Yeah, I'll say this: I think he's definitely played himself out of first round. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I, I, I would, yeah. I would, I wouldn't go as far to say second. Cause I do, I would. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a second or third round pick. But he's definitely, he's definitely fallen out of the first round. You were right there. Going I mean, it's only
1: Etienne. And it's only probably Najee Harris at this point, right? That's first round caliber players. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know who's on the you. Uh, et, you know who's on the Etienne train, by the way. Who? Riley Bradshaw. Ooh, our old, co-host. our former co-hosts of x He loves Com. Etienne. Yeah. Him and I went out and having a couple beers, watching some of the the late night games last night. And he was like, "Miami Dolphins have two picks. I, I want Travis Etienne so bad." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, most undervalued team right now.
2: Chance up, baby. Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers, dude. I love it. They won. They win, They won again yesterday without their starting quarterback, without their star. They still won five and zero. Oh. That that November 21st matchup with App State is looming large.
1: I'm going to go Bearcats, even though I know they're probably going to be ranked probably eighth in the AP polls this, this this upcoming week. But I think that is a top five, if not a top three defense in all of Ooh. college football. And that's I don't care what conference you are. And I think I told Candace yesterday as well, I think we're going to look back on this team and we're going to probably see eight players playing in the NFL at some point. It, it, that defense is <coughs> legit.
0: I, I'm going to go BYU. I think they're undervalued because of the schedule they play. If they played a, a a true Mountain West schedule or even a P5 schedule, I still think that they'd be close to being undefeated. I think they're that good. Um, I think BYU is, is undervalued right now. All right, guys, rounding it up, does Penn State have a chance to beat
2: the Death Star
0: in
1: Ohio State?
2: Next no. Week? No, because of Sean Clifford.
1: <laughs> I, I say yes. I think they still got dudes. Can I say something real quick, though? I think we're not – giving enough praise, or uh, analyzing the decision of the biggest factor of what that uh, Indiana-Penn State game was, and that was the ref. If you're the ref in that situation, and you have the whole entire crowd, the whole entire state of Indiana, waiting for you to do one thing, and that's throw up the hands, like, what did you do? Especially when it's that close. I throw up my hands, too, because they went nuts when he did that. Like, you got to throw them up. I, I don't blame the ref anymore. That's what I would have done. Well, I blame the ref because he made the wrong call, but that that's okay.
0: <laughs> um, no. You know, I have here no. I'm going to go – I'm going to change mine to yes. I I do think they have a shot because I think that they're decent on defense. I think they're good enough on offense to hang in there. I think a turnover or two, um, they have a a chance to beat Ohio State. I still think Ohio State's going to win. But if you're asking me if they have a chance to beat them, yeah, I think they have a chance. So – as always, you can follow and interact with the show on social media. That's at Prospects One Hundred and One Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please make sure that you subscribe uh, to Prospects One Hundred and One on your favorite podcast platform. That's the easiest and best way to stay up to date. The show downloads podcast right to your phone, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. We're on it: Apple, Spotify. Amazon, Google Play, you name it, we're on it. For Kenny, for Pastel, I'm Gless. We will see you next week to preview week nine.